Welcome back, friends, to Hope is a Prayer Away. I am your host, Pastor JJ. And before we descend on our Bible study today, I would like to remind you that all of my Bible studies are free for you to download and copy, and that all of my Bible studies come with no strings attached. There's no registrations, uh, there's no email required, no subscriptions, no thumbs up, uh, no uh, likes, and you will never have to pay a penny for any of the Bible studies. For the Lord Jesus paid the price for you and I. But now my only goal is to connect you with Christ Jesus. That's why I'm doing this podcast and the website. If you would like to visit our website to see what Bible studies are available for you to consider, it is www.hopeisaprayerawaycom Now, let's get into the Word of God. And in today's Bible study, we are going to be studying, My Child is Gay, What Do I Do? And we know that this is a a, a situation that's happening, and sometimes in churches, um, we we fail to address it, you know? And uh, like I said, we're not here to judge anybody. We don't play God on this podcast. We leave that that work up to the Lord. And the only thing I'm trying to do is lead you to Christ. So let's see if we can help all, uh, the parents and the, and, and the children involved in this. And, uh, and I want to be a part of the solution. I want you to know that Jesus loves you. I love you. And if you need me to pray for you or help you in any way I can, I will. Gladly. And you can remain anonymous. Okay? So with that, let us begin our course of studies today, please. So all parents want what's best for their kids, but providing support isn't always easy, especially if you are the parent of a lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or questioning child. And in many ways, no different from their peers. LGBTQ youth face some unique challenges that parents often feel unprepared to tackle. And to help, we're looking at a study that was released from John Hopkins Pediatricians and Adolescent Medicine Specialist, Renata Arrington Sanders and Errol Fields, share steps that you can take to keep your kid happy and healthy and let them know first and foremost that they are loved for many lgbtq youth breaking the news to mom and dad is the scariest part of coming out time and time again we hear the same thing from patients once my parents are behind me i can handle anything else the world throws at me And to that, I would say, once your parents and the Lord is with you, then you can handle anything that the world throws at you. Amen? And Dr. Fields explains, you're the anchor and you're the acceptance key. In fact, research shows 
that LGBTQ adolescents who are supported by their families grow up to be happier and healthier adults. And you don't need to be an expert in all things LGBTQ to let them know you care. There's no right or wrong way to express love. Reminds us, reminds Dr. Sanders, just be present and be open. Even if you're not sure of what to say, something as simple as, I'm here for you. I love you. And I will support you no matter what can mean the world to your child. And I echo Dr. Sanders. If you're listening to my podcast and you ever want to run anything by me, you can email me. You do not have to give me your name. I promise you total anonymity and I will try as best as I can to help you find what the Word of God says. And then the personal relationship between you and the Lord is just that. Amen. Encourage dialogue. As you're likely well aware, getting to your kids, getting your kids to open up can feel impossible. Dr. Sanders and Dr. Fields say the best way to do this is to build trust and start small. Be curious about their life, advises Dr. Sanders. Get to know their friends and what they like to do. Ask them how their day went and if they learned anything interesting in school. If it's like pulling teeth at times, don't be discouraged. Children really don't want to be able to talk to parents about what's going on in their life. That's natural. These conversations may seem like no-brainers, but staying connected to your child to your child's world makes it easier for them to approach you with bigger, more complex issues like sexuality. The more you communicate with your child, the more comfortable they'll feel. Now, how to get them to start talking with you? You can't always rely on your children to initiate these exchanges, though. When you feel something needs to be discussed, try being less direct. Adolescents often have a hard time talking about themselves. Instead, bring up their friends or characters you encounter while watching age-appropriate movies or television together, suggests Dr. Sanders. Now, today's media provide plenty of teachable moments for parents to seize. While it may seem less personal, it is an opportunity to broach sensitive topics in a way that's not so scary. And for instance, if a movie has a bisexual character, spark a conversation by saying, that that character in this show is attracted to boys and girls. That's okay with me. What do you think? Ask your child. Learning the facts. When we speak with parents, we hear a lot of misconceptions about gender and sexual orientation, says Dr. Sanders. He says, empower your parenting with what experts know. This is just not a face. Embrace 
don't dismiss their evolving sense of self. Secondly, there is no cure. It's not something that needs to be fixed. Thirdly, don't look for blame. Instead, celebrate your child and all that they are. Stay involved with the school. Kids spend as much time in the classroom as they do at home. Here's what you can do to make sure they feel comfortable there too. Advocate for Gay Straight Alliance, GSA, which has been shown to make schools safer and boost academic performance among LGBTQ students. Maintain frequent, frequent contact with their teachers. That way you'll know when an issue arises. Push for more inclusive sex education. Very few states allow schools to provide LGBTQ students with the information they need to be safe and healthy. Be aware of these knowledge gaps so that you can fill them yourselves. And above all, don't hesitate to speak up. Parents forget that they have a huge voice in the school system. You do have power, Dr. Sanders emphasizes. If there's a problem and the school isn't taking your concerns seriously, go to the principal or even the school board. You go to wherever you need and you be the advocate for your child. Amen? Now, let's look out for signs. What are the signs of bullying? Bullying is a problem for many students, but LGBTQ youth in particular are often targeted for being different. If you see these signs, reach out to a teacher, to a guidance counselor, or a school administrator, or the school police officer, anybody to get your child help. Don't, don't, you know, don't think it's going to go away. It's not. Let's address it. Let's head on. Let's take things head on and let's help our children. Behavior change. As an example, your outgoing, sociable child is now withdrawn. Well, that's one of the signs. Discipline or behavioral problems in school. Declining grades. Unexplained absences. Sudden shifts in who's a friend and who's not. Engagement in risk behavior, example, drug use, new sexual partner, and this that this is out of control for your child. You have to be able to recognize that these are some of the uh, these are some of the um, characteristics that, according to Dr. Sanders, we need to look for when our child when our children are being bullied because of their sexual orientation. He also says, take a team approach. Providing support can be challenging at times. It's okay to be stressed, confused, or surprised. But don't pull back when you're needed the most. Some parents feel so overwhelmed that they just throw up their hands in the, in, in, in the air and they say, I can't do it. And it's a lot for parents to process. 
But don't leave your kid in the lurch, urges Dr. Sanders. And I couldn't agree more. Love your child. Love your child. Embrace them. Be their advocate. Be proud of your children. Their sexual orientation has nothing to do with their heart. Remember your child is having more difficulty with this than you are, says Dr. Fields, and your duty as a parent comes first. And if you're struggling, reach out for help. There's nothing wrong with this. Let's reach out to people that have more experience in this field than we do. Team up with a pediatrician, a counselor at school, a close family members, even community organizations, I would include the church. There are churches that recognize the need and that have great programs. Because guess what? God loves your child. God loves you. And for example, parents, families, and friends of lesbians and gays it's an organization with the acronym PFLAG. And if you're having trouble going at it alone, contact them. Ensure they form a healthy relationship. As kids become teens, it's okay for them to, to develop interests in other boys and girls their age. Dating is, a, is daunting for most parents especially parents of LGBTQ youth. But it's an important part of adolescent development for all children, assures Dr. Fields. Let's keep them safe. Be involved and stay connected. Be encouraging to your kid to date in a way that's healthy and age-appropriate. You send a powerful message. LGBTQ relationships are normal, and there's nothing to hide or be ashamed of, explains Dr. Field. This is another biggie. Stay on top of their social media. This is very important. And um, before I get into what Dr. Field says about this area, there's a lot of children that will commit suicide and try to harm themselves because of the bullying that they experience either in school, on the bus to school, on the bus home, or on social media. So please pay attention to these signs because we're a team. We're trying to reach our kid, these kids. We want them to know that they're not alone that we love them, and we're going to do anything and everything we can to help them. Amen? Because they're often discouraged from being open about their sexual orientation and gender identity, some LGBTQ individuals rely on social media and phone applications to meet others. And many social platforms and apps provide LGBTQ youth and an inclusive space to connect with friends and allies, 
But some, and quote unquote, especially dating apps, include content that is inappropriate for teens. Monitor what they're doing on their devices and talk to them about the phone and social media use, recommends Dr. Fields. More importantly, says Dr. Fields, understand that kids turn to these apps if they feel that they have that they don't have anyone to talk to. So that's why it's important for you to engage your children, speak to them, be a part of what's going on in their lives. Be available so that your child doesn't need to look elsewhere for guidance and support. That's that's a, that, that's a, that, that that's awesome. That is so true. Now, there are additional resources that Dr. Field um, has listed, and I would like to share them with you. It's the Parents, Families, and Friends of Lesbian and Gays. Like I said, the acronym is PFLAG. There's a Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The acronym is LGBT Youth. And there's the LGBT resources at John Hopkins Medicine. Now, this is my personal belief. And the reason why I'm doing this topic is because I know and I've seen it in my years as a police officer. How many children were bullied and beaten and others were told that they were going to hell and uh, they weren't allowed in church or this or that or whatever. Friends, this is my belief. My belief is that being gay is no different from adultery, uh, murder, rape, liars, friends, sin is sin. There's no difference. There's not one set of rules for people that are, that are LGBTQ and then one for straight people. No. God says sin is sin. And, I, and, and, and let me add to that. There is no pastor or any religious leader that has the authority to tell anyone that they are going to hell because of their sins. Not me. Not any pastor on the face of this earth. We are not God. Amen. And the only person that holds the keys to heaven and hell is Jesus. And before I give you some Bible verses, I want you to know this. Before the foundations of this world, God called you into existence. He knew you. He knew what you would be. Oh, it might be a surprise to your parents, but not to him, friends. And when he went to die on Calvary, he had your name in his mind and in his heart. He died for you. He loves you. He wants to be a part of your life. If you take nothing else from this podcast, remember what I'm saying to you. Jesus loves you. Now let's look at some Bible verses that will back up my beliefs. 
And in Matthew 7, verses 1 through 13, the Lord says, starting at verse 7, Do not judge do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured. It will be used to measure you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eyes. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and turn and tear 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 you to pieces. And Jesus says to you this day, ask seek and knock starting at verse 7 ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives did you hear that for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you, then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give, give good gifts to those who ask him. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. The narrow, the narrow and wide gates. Verse 13, enter through the narrow gate for the wide it, for, the, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and, long, and only a few find it. Now, what does Jesus require for you and I to have a relationship with him? Let us look at Romans 3 verses 23 to 26 of the King James Version. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So if anyone at any time has told you that you're going here, that you're going there, blah, 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 blah. My friend, the Lord has just answered. For all, and, start, and I start with myself, by the way. I start with myself and I include any, any other human being on the face of this earth. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Whom God has set forward 
to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he may be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Friends, don't let anyone tell you that Jesus doesn't love you or care for you. And like I said, Jesus had you in mind when he died for your sins and mine. And maybe you're listening to today's podcast and you haven't accepted Christ yet. I want to give you this picture that I give all of my Bible students. You know how you extend your hand out when you see someone and you want to greet them? And sometimes a person walks by and doesn't even acknowledge you. Well, you know, that's how Jesus feels. Jesus, been, Jesus has been extending his hand out to you for days, months, years. And for whatever reason, maybe you were too busy with life. Or maybe you were turned off because you were told that God doesn't love you. But I got news for you. Today is your day. And I want you to know that he loves you. He died for you. And if you would like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you can follow along if you would like to accept Christ. Lord Jesus, I come before your throne. I ask you for forgiveness of all of my sins. This day I ask you, Lord, to become my Lord and Savior, to walk with me, to talk to me, to guide me. Father, I want to spend eternity in heaven with you. In your name, amen and amen. And friends, if you said that prayer, I do believe that you are born again. I encourage you to find the God-fearing, preaching and teaching church. Grow in Christ. Get a Bible that you can understand. There's no reason to buy other books. Just get a Bible that you can understand. Ask for the Lord to give you the ability to understand his word, to remember his word. And friends, like I always do, apply the word to yourself first and then to others. I would like to close out this podcast in remembrance of the Pastor John H. Osteen. And friends, he would always close out his TV sermons with the following phrase, which I believe it to be the best I've ever heard. And he would say, keep Jesus first place in your life, and he will take you places that you've never dreamed of. Amen. Friends, thank you for your time and the privilege of being able to share Christ with you. I will look forward to talking with you tomorrow on our podcast. 
Thank you.